This is the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast with Lindsay Preston, episode 49, Make Strong Decisions. Welcome to the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast, the show for goal-getting, fear-facing women who are kicking ass by creating change. I'm your host, Lindsay Preston. I'm a wife, mom of two, and a multi-certified life coach to women all over the world. I've lived through enough in life to know that easier doesn't always equate to better. We can't fear the fire, we must learn to become it. And on this show, I'll teach you how to do just that. So join me as I challenge you to become even more of the strong, resilient, and powerful woman you are meant to be. Let's do this. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. This week's episode, as you heard, is all about making strong decisions. And I cannot wait to break this down for you. I encounter so many clients who have trouble making decisions, and I'm over it. I am so over it because we know in our heart of hearts where we need to go, but for whatever reason, We are programmed a lot of times as women to not trust ourselves, and we put our decisions through this really intense filtration system inside of us, and we water things down, and we do what we think we're told to do, and it just needs to stop because that leads us on a life of not getting what we want, feeling resentful, and feeling burnt out, and we don't want any of that, right? So I am so excited to share my top three tips with you today. Before we get into that, though, I just want to give a shout out to everyone who has listened to last week's episode about being anti-racist. Of course, there was some polarization with that episode. A lot of people were giving me great feedback about it, and we're so glad I took that step to say something. Um, I Granted, I'd been saying something on my Instagram at that point for at least a week very heavily, um, and others who were not happy about it. In fact, when I sent out that episode to my email list, it has to date the highest unsubscribe rate. And so it just kind of tells you, and too, when I was posting about being anti-racist on Instagram, I've lost the most followers than I ever did that week. And so to some of us, you know, we think that the world is more evolved, at least I do, and then things like that happen, and we still have a ways to go. And obviously those people weren't in the right place. So I'm so glad you're here. I'm so grateful for you for opening your mind week after week and challenging yourself to see things in a different way. You are the kind of people that I want to work with, the people who want to open their minds and listen to new things and take in different ways of living. If we're closed-minded and we're not listening and we're not learning, then what's the point, right? I feel like one of the biggest purposes of our life is to be constantly in a state of growth and transformation. And if we're not, you know, opening our ears to different things, how are we going to do that? How are we going to evolve? So I know I'm, I'm kind of preaching to the choir here, but I just want to say I'm just, again, so grateful for you. So thank you for opening your mind yet again for another episode this week. 
All right, so let's jump into it. As I said, we're gonna talk about how to make strong decisions. I'm gonna give you my three top tips on how to break this pattern so you're not just spinning anymore and instead can move forward with grace and ease. Okay, let's do it. So tip number one, we need to figure out first why this happens or you need to figure out because I know exactly why it happens. And that's with having what I call a strong doubter in our mean girl. Now, if you've been listening to the show, and especially if you're a client of mine, you know what this is. But in case you're new here, an inner mean girl is that voice inside of you that is negative and it puts you down and it criticizes you. And it's really evolves from childhood, from conditioned behavior. So all the crappy things that happened to you as a kid, that inner mean girl voice was built off of that. And she thinks she's helping you. She thinks she's keeping you safe and secure. But the reality is is that she's holding you back. She's making you feel like crap and she's questioning you. And for a lot of people, they have a high inner doubter inner mean girl. So there are several different inner mean girl voices and we'll get into in a future episode what all those are in case you don't know yet. But today we're just going to break down the doubter because this is the one that really hinders people from making decisions. When I have a client come in and we test their inner mean girl and we find she has a high doubter, I already know off the bat that we're going to have some decision making problems. And, And typically I've already seen it because it's already happened in the first few weeks of coaching before we even get to that assessment. A lot of times they uh, really even struggle with starting the coaching process. They think about it for a long time. Maybe they go back and forth. Like I had a client that just signed up, goodness, I guess about a month ago, and I had had a consult call with her a year ago. And after I had that consult, I never heard from her again. And um, I really thought we were a good fit. I thought we were going to move forward. I didn't understand why she kind of ghosted me. But then all of a sudden I saw someone sign up to start coaching. And I thought, well, who is this girl? And I had to look her up and I was like, oh my gosh, we had a consult a year ago. So as we've gotten started now, it's still kind of the same thing of, you know, wishy-washy decisions. And um, so it's, it's very interesting just right off the bat how I can see this in somebody and see this strong inner doubter. And you probably don't even see it in yourself. You are just so used to having this strong inner doubter likely that it's like a warm blanket for you. But the reality is, is other people can see it, especially somebody like me who can spot those kinds of things. And so you likely go around and you're doubting yourself a lot. Typically, people with high doubters, they have lower self-esteem because, again, they're doubting themselves right? So why would they have high confidence if they're doubting themselves? Um, They tend to be in a lower energy level and I can just kind of feel it off of them. And this, of course, comes from having some crap that's happened in their past of, you know, people doubting them or putting them down. A lot of times it's based in shame and humiliation that's happened in their past. And what's really interesting is right now I'm giving all of my Black clients past or present free sessions. And I'm just giving them space to work through things if they need to, or if they've worked through it with somebody else or on their own, then I'm giving them a space to coach and and take them higher because I really think this is a time when Black women need to shine. And I'm finding, even in my strong Black women clients, that they still have this strong inner doubter. And I'm starting to think about it on a bigger level. And I'm starting to see because... Here in America, at least, we have doubted so much racism, right? And we have 
in essence, and I may not say the right words here, um, but we have in essence not given them the space to be seen and heard for their racist experience that they build this inner doubter. So I'll give you an example as I got on a client call with a black woman recently. And um, she said, you know, Lindsay, I'm feeling really good, but I just really want to process where I want to go next in my career. And I just don't know where I want to go. I don't know where I want to go. And so tonight on the call, I really want to figure that out. And at first, I must admit, there was a part of me that's like, wow, can we really figure that out in an hour? And I was like, okay, I'm going to just step into the space that I can give this to her in the next hour. And so we started coaching and I said, well, if you had to decide right now in this moment, what would you decide? And she sat there and there was this long pause. It felt like minutes. And she just started coming out with all the stuff. And she said, I would do this. And then I would do this. And this is what it looked like. And this is how I feel. And I know that because, you know, I had this job and it did this and da, 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 da. And I just let her talk. And I repeated some things that I heard back to her just to make sure she took it in maybe asked a couple more questions. It's all kind of a blur. But we got to a place within, gosh, maybe 20 minutes where I said, okay, wait, you came on this call and you said you didn't know where you wanted to go in your career. And yet you just laid out for me basically step by step what it is that you want, how you want to get there, how you want to feel in this place, what you want and don't want. And are you taking that in? And she sat there and she's like, yeah, you're right. And I said, you know what I'm seeing in you? Because this is a newer client. I said, I'm seeing in you that you doubt yourself a lot. And yet when I ask you the questions, point blank, you know the answers very well. And again, she kind of sat there and took it in. And I said, you know, I really want to encourage you to quit doubting yourself because you know exactly where you need to go. But yet for whatever reason, your mind comes up with a story to kind of take you away from that. And we ended up coaching a whole hour. So we coached a lot deeper on some things. And and she's like leaving that session saying, Lindsay, you know, this has really changed my whole perspective on the things. And I know exactly where I need to go now and how I need to spend my time. And these are the decisions I need to make immediately to cut off the things that aren't the right fit for me. And I got off that session. I thought, wow, that was powerful. The amount of change we created in one hour just because I held space for her to make strong, powerful decisions, to be seen and heard, and to, in essence, quiet that inner doubter. And look at her. Now she's going in this path of authenticity and power and where she really wanted to go. And yet this inner doubter came in and questioned that. So I really want you to think about your own inner doubter. And it may seem like that's counterproductive because you're thinking, well, Lindsay, why am I going to go deeper in my doubter? She's causing my problems. But that's what we have to do sometimes. We have to go in that darkness. We have to go and we have to look there. We have to say, you know, why is that doubter there? What are the moments from your past where people were doubting you? You know, like I mentioned earlier, with my black clients and women of color clients even, It's because America has been doubting their experience. And so they've just built this doubter inside of them. Now, granted, some other things have happened to build that doubter, but I'm seeing this common pattern in them with that. And when they're being seen and heard, a lot of them are saying, this is powerful for me just to to be sitting in the space of somebody listening to my story and I'm able to own it with somebody not doubting it. So... 
start to think about your story. Why did your doubter come up? Why is it that you doubt your choices? And if you can't answer those questions, that really tells me that that doubter is in deep and it's, it's got to be separated outside of you. And, you know, coaching with me can really help you do that, of course, but just something to think about, okay? Because we've got to figure out why that doubt is there. When I work with my clients, we do something called an intermingle interview. And I ask them these questions back to my neuroscience to tap into that part of their brain. I know it sounds weird. I know it sounds woo-woo, but I promise it works. And it's really matter of a fact, actually. And it's powerful. And then after that interview, clients say, I know exactly now what my inner mean girl is telling me and I know why she's trying to keep me safe. And now I know how to spot that voice and to shift it. So for you, just start to tap into that doubter voice. See why she's there. You know, a lot of times these behaviors are even passed down from a parent, typically a mom. If your mom really doubted herself or you just saw a lot of women or people in your your circle, especially in your family who doubted themselves a lot, that can be passed down to you. You know, in some of the shows here on the podcast, we've talked about something called epigenetics, where, you know, things can be passed down in our genetics, not just the way we look, but the way we feel about ourselves and what we're carrying on may not always be our burden. But then, of course, environmentally, we're taking in, you know, around us the behaviors of people around us. I know my mom has a really strong inner doubter. And so I watched her grow up and doubt herself constantly. And granted, I didn't walk away with as strong of a doubter, but I know exactly where my doubter came from. And that was her and her modeling that for me. So again, really tap into that inner doubter and really think about times in your past when maybe you had choices that were quote unquote called bad. Because again, remember I said the doubter really lives in shame and humiliation. Those are the primary feelings of the doubter. So when in your past it were you shamed or humiliated and, um, really start to just dig deep into that work. I promise you it'll be worth it. So worth it. All right. So that's my first tip is know why it happens. And that's your strong inner doubter. And then tip number two is if I were to ask you a question of, you know, picture the sky is blue, you could do that instantly, right? Or if I say picture an elephant, you could picture an, an elephant instantly. And then if I said, where do you want to go next in your career? I bet you within seconds, if not minutes, you would come up with the answer. And this is what happens. We make decisions really fast and our brain and our body, our spirit, whatever you want to call it, brings that to the forefront really quick on where we want to go. But for whatever reason, what happens next is we go through this filtration system, I like to call it, of conditioned behavior. And again, this goes back to that inner mean girl, all that conditioned behavior. And we start to doubt ourselves, maybe criticize ourselves. We want to people please. All different kinds of things happen in that filtration inner mean girl system. But then it kind of comes out of, I don't know, or, you know, I'd like to do that, but I can't because I'm the breadwinner and I have to do da-da-da for my family. Or I can't right now because my kids really need me. Or I can't, I have credit card debt or this or that, right? And so I just want to encourage you to really listen to that immediate gut reaction feeling and maybe it's in your gut or your heart, your head, I don't know, but it comes up somewhere for you. And to trust that, you know, that's one of the most powerful things 
I believe. And when I'm coaching someone, I ask them the question and they know the answer and I'm teaching them in essence. Sometimes, you know, then they doubt themselves a little bit, but I'll bring them back and say, well, wait a second, but you said this. And we'll just keep filtering things out by me asking questions for them to find the answers within themselves because the answers are always there. You know, sometimes they may just need a little bit of tools and tips for me to help them find those answers. And I definitely give that to them. But I'm very rarely giving advice. And if I do give advice, I'll say, okay, I'm going to put my advice hat on or I'm going to talk to you as a friend here. And I make it very clear that this is my thoughts and feelings and not coaching and getting them to their answers. So I just really encourage you that you sit there and whatever comes up for you, you go with it. And and a lot of times you can do this when you're journaling, especially if you're setting a space where you're relaxed, maybe you have music playing, maybe you have oils going or candles, whatever you like. And you're just in this space of, you know, I'm going to create today, I'm going to dream today. And you open up with a pen and paper. And you start writing. And you can write and dream and say, you know, where do I want to be in the next five years or the 10 years? Or what do I want my life to look like? What is it that I want my family to look like one day? Or how do I want my marriage to look and feel? And just allow yourself to dream like a kid. Because when you get to that place, again, you know what you want. It's just then the filtration system of fear and doubt and all this conditioned behavior crap comes in. You know, for a lot of women, it's this filtration system we're not even aware of. We talked about it in the patriarchy stress disorder episode, and I'll link it in the show notes about how, you know, the patriarchy in essence has been linked in our DNA through epigenetics and how, you know, we're taught to not shine so much and not be seen and not be heard because that's typically how women have been for thousands of years, right? And so when we think, oh my gosh, well, I want to have this career where I'm on a stage or I'm seen or I'm heard or, you know, I want to speak up more in my marriage or I want to go after this dream or that dream, deep down in that DNA sometimes we start to say, oh, that's too big or, oh, I can't do that. And so just be aware of it. Just know you're normal. It's a totally normal thing between our genetics and our brain to want to keep us safe and secure. But we also have to open our minds to saying, what is it that I really want? Where is it that I really want to go? I love it when a client comes to me and they say, well, I don't know, Lindsay. And I say, well, what if you did know? What if you did know? What would you tell me right now? And sometimes they'll say, well, I just need more information. And I say, well, what information do you need? And then we'll go down that path, all right? You know, I think about this a lot if I was in college and somebody had asked me the questions that I now ask my clients and just held the space for me and and really allowed me to dig deep to find my career, I would have told that person, like if they had asked, you know, what would be your ideal career? And I would say, well, I don't know. And they would say, well, what do you do know about yourself? And I would have said, well, I really like helping people. I really like analyzing people, which I guess is psychology from what I'm told. Um, I really like 
communicating with people. And when I was little, I used to get on this little stage that my mom had and I would try and sell these beauty products and stuff. And I just really loved some aspect of that, of kind of being on stage and and I'm a dancer too and I love performing and being creative. And so those are the things that I know about myself. And I don't know how that would come together in a career, but that's what I know. And that's where, you know, a career counselor, whoever could have said, okay, well, here's what we know. Let's kind of look at careers based on that, right? And of course, now looking back, it's always so easy to see that coaching was such a great fit for all those things of helping people being on a stage in essence and teaching and selling, right? And, um, you know, this creative aspect with it and, and things of that sort. So it all kind of came together. But if somebody had asked me those questions back in the day, I, A, I knew the answers even as a 19, 20-year-old girl. And two, I would have saved so much time and money of not floundering in my 20s like I did if somebody had just held that space for me. So sometimes, you know, two people come to me and they're like, oh, I really want to coach with you, Lindsay, but, you know, my finances and da-da-da. I'm like, do you know what it's costing you every single day to not make strong decisions and to not know where you're going in life? You know, for for me now, I have very little decision-making to do or decision fatigue. And this is something my business coach that I've recently hired, I mentioned, has really helped me on is really making quick and strong decisions. And she's like, you know exactly where you're going to go, make it now and decide and go. And then you just make it work along the way because you know initially and immediately where you want to go. So go with that and then just clean up the mind drama that comes up when you make it. So for example, I'm not in this space, but if somebody was of like, oh, I don't know if I need to stay with my boyfriend or my partner or my husband or whoever, where is it that I need to go? Well, you know immediately in your gut where you want to go. And then from there, you just got to be courageous enough to move forward with that and clean up the mind drama. Mind drama meaning, you know, those inner doubts, those inner criticisms, all those things to get there. And, you know, this happened for me when I decided I was going to be a coach. You know, it was so against my programming in regards to what my parents taught me. They just taught me you go and you get a corporate job, you, you know, work your way up the ladder, and we don't talk about feelings. Oh, my gosh, that is like something we definitely don't talk about. And, you know, you're not really seen and heard and all that stuff. And so it was huge for me to come out and say I'm a coach. You know, I remember my mom saying all kinds of nasty things when I told her that. And it was really, really scary. But I knew right when I had been presented with coaching and I went through a little bit of coaching, I just kept getting this message. This is you, Lindsay. This is it. This is it. This is it. And I trusted that. And then I had to clean up all the mind drama that came up of all those doubts and all the pushback that I got initially. And I'm so glad that I did. And I didn't give in to just going back to a corporate career like in human resources or, you know, going and opening up another dance studio because that was something else that I had at the time. And so, yeah, I'm just so glad that I trusted that enough to move forward with that. And I had the tools to work on my mind drama. And that's where, again, coaching really helped me with that and where it helps my clients a lot of times too. All right, so that's tip number two, is just you know immediately what it is that you want. It comes up, it pops up for you, just like me saying picture an elephant, and you can. So trust that, move forward with that, okay? So now finally, my tip number three on how to make strong decisions is just decide that you're a decision maker. 
decide that you're no longer confused and go with it. It goes back to what I said earlier when I hear, I don't know. And I'll just say back, what if you did know? What would the answer be? And then it's so funny how many times the answer just pops up. <laughs> so a lot of times in our life, we just have to decide that we're going to be something. You know, I got a client email recently and she said, Lindsay, I really want to lose weight because that's what's going to make me feel confident and desirable. And I wrote back in essence and said, that's great. Go for it if you really feel like you want that. But you know you can decide today, right now, that you can be confident and desirable in the weight that you're in. And she wrote back and she's like, you are totally right. I can decide today to do that. And the last time I heard, she's like, oh my gosh, my sex drive is out of control. And I just feel so confident and sexy and da, 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 da. Because all she had to do was decide that she could be that in that moment. I know it sounds so simple, right? That we can just literally decide right this moment to go and do something. You know, my my business coach, my business coach, you'll hear a lot about her because she's really stretching me in so many amazing ways right now. But her name's Stacey Bayman, and she is a business coach specifically for life coaches. Amazing woman. I followed her for a year, finally hired her. I don't know what took me so flipping long to hire her again, right? Decision making. I knew in the moment that I met her, I was like, I love this girl. I want to work with her. And then my stinky old brain got in the way and tried to talk me out of it. Um, so I think that's why too, I'm, I'm really on this decision making thing right now and really making sure my clients don't get in these patterns because I kind of got in that pattern a little bit last year with her and I, I should have hired her a year ago, but everything happens for a reason, right? Anyways. So going back to, um, with Stacy, I get to watch her coach a lot, many of my coaching peers And there's so much mind drama, even with coaches as they're starting our business of like, what pricing should I do? What packages should I offer? And she's like, stop sitting in indecision. Just decide and go with it. Just decide. You can decide right now. Who cares? Who cares what your price is? Who cares what your packages? Decide and go. And I see her just coach on this over and over and over again. Even when I've asked her questions of things, the latest question I asked was, you know, it's hard for me to really um, say in words what makes me better than another coach because I think, you know, so many coaches out there are amazing. And she's like, what if you don't need to decide that, Lindsay? What if you just say to that person, if they ask what makes you better than somebody else, just say, well, I'm the person in front of you making the offer who says that or who thinks that we're a good fit. What if it's that simple? I'm like, dang, Stacey, once again, you're like making everything so simple. And so much of our life really is very simple. We know immediately what we want. We know how to move forward with that. We just make the decision and go with it. And yet we complicate everything so much. And that's where it's really important we have those basic tools for success. I call it the tool belt for success, the one I I teach my clients to manage our mind through those things. Because when we're stretching and we're growing, Oh my goodness, so much mind drama comes up, right? But Stacy has helped me out so much in just six weeks of working with her. And if you follow me like on my email list and stuff, you're seeing some of this is that I'm closing the doors on some of my lower programs. I'm changing the the bigger programs that I have. They're getting a huge um, makeover. And and that's just because, you know, I've really strengthened this muscle of just making decisions. And I must say, 
I am pretty good most of the time at making decisions. I have a Clifton strength called activator, and that's part of that is making strong decisions immediately. But also part of that, I almost made too fast of decisions where I didn't think through enough. So some people are on that fence of making decisions too quickly and not thinking them through. And I see this sometimes when I'm working with a new client or maybe just someone who's interested in working with me is that they're all over the place. It's almost like they have ADD a little bit. And I think, okay, this person likely has activator input or ideation high in their Clifton strengths. And again, I'm raising my hand here. I have input and activator. And so I've really had to learn how to focus that in because they just have so many pathways that they want to go. And strategic can be another one that's like that. So, so crazy how we, um, we work and operate, isn't it? So just to give you a quick recap on my three top tips on how to make strong decisions. The first is to know why this happens. Go deep into that inner doubter. Tip number two is you know what you want immediately. Trust that. Make that decision, move forward, and then clean up the mind drama that comes up with it, including probably that doubter coming back up, maybe that inner critic even of like criticizing you along the way because you know in your heart of hearts where you want to go. And then tip number three is just decide you're a decision maker. Say, I make decisions quickly and easily. It's easy for me to make decisions or something along the lines of, I know what I want with my life. And really just continue to say that to yourself until you believe it. You're going to get mind drama, of course, but if that's where you want to go in your life and you want to be that, the first step really is just deciding and then working on that belief every day, journaling out when you don't believe in it and why it's there giving that space to that inner mean girl to write that stuff out and then flipping it back over. And I will kind of give you like a bonus tip here is when you learn on the flip from your inner mean girl, something called your authentic self. And if you listen to the show a lot or you're a client of mine, you know what this is, but this is the part of you that is you without the conditioned behavior. It's that initial gut reaction that I talk about of like, you know exactly where you want to go. That's your authentic self. And I always say diminishing your inner mean girl is like a seesaw effect with your authentic self. When you diminish that inner mean girl, your authentic self just comes right up and starts to shine and it's easier for you to make decisions and it's easier for you to move toward a pathway that feels really good for you. So it's a process and we work on all this if you were to coach with me. So I would love to help you if you want to become a better decision maker. And if you're a current client of mine, you know, we're already working through this because I'm implementing some of these things in our coaching. And if you are a recently graduated client of mine within the past year, um, just know that when I'm redoing my courses and stuff, we're adding in a lot more of this stuff. So start to open your mind to redoing those courses with me here in the fall as um, this new content comes out because I'm already teaching some of this stuff and those clients are like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing, Lindsay. And it's stuff beyond this podcast, obviously. But um, I'm just so excited to be in this place of so much growth and to be able to share that with you. So I hope today was helpful. Start to think about what your takeaways from this episode were, what you're going to implement, what you're going to do. And of course, feel free to reach out to me if you feel like coaching is the next best step for you. And the outro here in a bit will give you all the info. And of course, it's always in the show notes. So I will see you next week, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. 
Thank you for joining me on this episode of Become an Unstoppable Woman. Make sure to subscribe to the show so you get new episodes every Monday. And I'd love it if you left a review for the show too, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. If you want even more from the show, come join the conversation online in my community. Each week we break down the episode and you have a private space to ask your questions. To join, go to lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-E, Preston.com forward slash community. And if you feel like you're really ready to change your life, let's work together in my coaching programs. I have a free assessment that's the first step to seeing if we're a good fit. Just go to lindsayepreston.com forward slash assessment to take it now. Thanks again for tuning into the show today. I'm so grateful you're here and I'll see you next time. But until we meet again, remember my friend, you're only as unstoppable as you believe you can be. So believe in yourself. You got this.